The Productive Woman, Episode 267. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. As always, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. This episode is going to be a little different from uh, the usual Productive Woman episodes. I'm going to be sharing with you a little bit about what's going on in my life right now, how it's affecting my productivity and, and how I'm feeling about it. And so if that doesn't sound interesting to you, I totally understand. If you want to skip this episode, I hope you will come back next week and join me for the next episode. So let's get into it. I have been a student of time management, organization, and general productivity topics probably since I was in middle school. I have always loved learning about and implementing tips and tools for managing my time and organizing my space. And it became even more important to me as I got married, I started a family, and I launched a career as a lawyer. I have over the years discovered and developed systems and tools that help me accomplish the things that matter most to me. And I don't consider myself an expert on this or expert at doing that, but uh, I do feel like a lot of the time I've, I, I've got it, you know, something figured out that kind of works for me. I have to say though, that it's hard for me to admit when I struggle. I don't always have it all together, even though I have never tried to position myself as a productivity expert. I worry that you'll be disappointed in me if I admit when things aren't going the way I want them to. Um, I, I wonder, you know, as I was thinking about this, uh, are, you know, are we all looking for something that works that will solve our productivity problems? Is, is that why we listen to podcasts? Cause I listen to podcasts, you know, hosted by other folks that talk about productivity. I'm always looking for ideas and encouragement and ways to improve my own systems and approaches to just to life in general. But I wonder sometimes, do we expect somebody else to have the answers we need? And, and are we disappointed if the people that we listen to or or read or whatever, don't have it all together? On this podcast, I have tried from the beginning to share what I've learned and what I am continuing to learn from other sources as I try to make a life that matters as I define it. I am very aware that many other people are out there as experts sharing their own systems or tools as the way to manage life. That's not me. That's never been this podcast. And I hope I've been clear about that. I am not perfect. I, d I don't actually think anybody is in terms of just, you know, productivity, but I don't feel like I've very often heard others talking about what happens when their systems fail and when they are not as productive as they want to be. So anyway, that's kind of a background for what I 
thought I wanted to share this week in this episode. So there's a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. It's a very, very busy season for my legal practice. Uh, as I'm recording this, it's the early part of November and year end is always pretty busy for commercial real estate, um, you know, developers and, and, and people buying and selling and, and financing commercial real estate. That's the kind of work I do. And so it's generally a very, very busy time. In addition, we just put our, our house, our farm on the market. We had made a decision to, to sell the property that we live on now with, um, the acreage and, and the animals and all the things that we have here, uh, move to a smaller place, downsizing sort of, but anyway, that's a different story. Uh, to add to that, uh, well, you know that uh, if you've listened very long, that our youngest son is in graduate school. He's far away from home. So I'm, he's often on my mind as he's up there kind of where he doesn't know anybody, just um, trying to succeed in school. And then on top of that, other things are going on in our family. Our youngest daughter got engaged just a few weeks ago and um, is going to be getting married in uh, near the end of March of this coming year. So we've got a really short period of time to put a wedding together. And that's because she, she wants all our, all of her brothers to be there. So if you're new here, my husband, Mike, and I have five grown children. Uh, our youngest, Sam, is 25, and he's in, uh, as I mentioned, in graduate school up in Indianapolis. And Ashley is number four. So we have three three boys and two girls. Ashley's the one who recently got engaged, and um, she wants all her brothers to be at the wedding, not surprisingly. And our oldest son, Matthew, is in the United States Navy. He's stationed on Oahu in Hawaii, and he is scheduled to deploy for several months this spring. And so in trying to coordinate everybody's schedules, you know, Ashley came and said, the the latest Matthew can be there would be the end of March. And so that's when we scheduled the wedding, uh, which gives us less than five months to put a wedding together, which according to the, the bridal consultant that uh, we met with to look for her wedding gown, uh, five months from now, as she put it, is in, in wedding world is tomorrow. <laughs> so um, we're, you know, we're a little under the gun to get it put together and, and um, we're having fun doing it, but it's, um, you know, it's a time crunch. Um, and other things have happened. I've, uh, you know, we had on our way to the surprise proposal when Ashley's now fiance was going to propose to her, he had called my husband and asked, his permission to propose to her and asked for us to be there to for the surprise when he proposed. And on our way there uh, for this pretty neat occasion, um, my husband, we were in my husband's truck, pickup truck, and the brakes went out. And so, you know, there was a bunch of frantic activity that day to try to get at least one of us there for the proposal while the other one was, was taking care of getting the truck towed. So, you know, not a big deal, but it was, there was stress. And, um, so that, th that's just a few of the things going on in our life right now. As a result, um, I'm feeling, 
stressed. I feel like I'm not keeping up. And I, I, I think maybe you can relate. I hear from, from, from some of you at various times uh, about you experiencing similar kind of things. So I hope you'll understand why, why I'm sharing this, um, where, where this is coming from. I feel like things are getting away from me. Um, I, I'm feeling inadequate, like I'm not keeping up. I'm not doing the right things. I'm feeling guilty, uh, for not doing certain things that I need or want to do, or that I feel like I should be doing. I also feel guilty for feeling guilty, um, because I feel like, you know, am I complaining about things that fall squarely within the category of first world problems? It kind of seems that way that I really don't have anything to, to be stressed out about or upset about, um, just, um, and, and so I feel kind of guilty about that. And as I, I think I've said before, the only thing worse than feeling bad is feeling bad about feeling bad. And that's kind of where I've been the last few weeks. I am truly grateful. I, I really am. I'm so happy for my daughter. Um, she's, she's, uh, she and her fiance have been together for several years and she's just, she was overjoyed when he asked her to marry him and, and is so excited to be putting this wedding together. And I'm so grateful to get to be a part of that. Uh, I'm grateful for my job and the clients that I have. Uh, so when I talk about being, you know, overloaded or having a lot of work to do. I don't want that to be a complaint because I'm very, very grateful for it. But even, even good things in our lives can contribute to overwhelm, right? And, and that's what I've been feeling. I've been feeling overwhelmed and out of control. And I feel like I am on a day-to-day basis being reactive instead of intentional. Uh, which leaves me feeling anxious and like a fraud and isolated and lonely and very tired. I've had a hard time sleeping because, uh, you know, lots of things on my mind and, and, um, the techniques that I have learned from, you know, from guests on this show and from things that I read and listen to for, um, relaxing and quieting your mind and getting to sleep haven't been working for me very well. And so that's the, the frame of mind I've been in and what I've been trying to work on, uh, dealing with and overcoming. And as I was trying to put an episode together to share with you something, um, hopefully of value, I was, I have felt so distracted and so just preoccupied with, with, um, all the things I've just described Because for me right now, with all that's going on, it has become for for me a season of just getting by, just getting, you know, the day to day, doing the things that I feel absolutely must get done. And I think I've encouraged you to do this. I, I think I've talked about this in the past that when you are in uh, that stage, a, a stage of life that's difficult. Sometimes we have to make choices to set things aside and focus on the things that have to get done. So for me, that means I have to work. I have to do my legal work. Uh, first of all, I have a, a, 
you know, an ethical obligation to serve my clients well. Um, and second of all, it, it pays the bills, you know, it buys our groceries, it pays for weddings, it pays for graduate school, it does those things. So the, my legal work has to get done. For me, podcast episodes have to get done. I want to do them. It's very important to me that I continue to produce content that hopefully is adding value to your life. So that that is high priority. Certainly the the wedding planning activities with my daughter are very high priority now and other things can get set aside to make time for that. So uh, so far we have um, located and visited and engaged, booked a venue for where her wedding's gonna take place. We have found her gown. And so that was pretty exciting. Um, she has identified a florist. We're waiting for the, the um, uh, proposal for, for the flowers. And this week we'll be going to a cake tasting to choose uh, a, a baker for, and what kind of wedding cake she's gonna have. Those things, it would be, uh, there's a part of me that says, I don't have time to take off from work to go do these things, but it's incredibly important to me to be there with my daughter for these things. Uh, so that's, that's on the list of must do. And the house stuff, the things that we've had to do to get the house ready to sell, um, those things had to get done. And when, and now that it's actually listed, when uh, we get the alert that someone's coming to look at the house, uh, making sure that it's in a condition that presents it well for those who are coming to consider it. So those are the four things that have to get done. Um, other people might choose other things, might choose differently. Uh, what are the must do things and the other category of what things have gone by the wayside. You might choose differently. Uh, for me right now, what, one of the things that's gone, that's gone by the wayside is my working out. I was very, very consistent for quite a while of, of spending 30 minutes or 30 to 45 minutes a, a day on the treadmill. I haven't done that in a, f a few weeks now. Um, and you know, that adds to the feeling guilty because, um, I want to be healthy. I'm, I turned 59 this year and, uh, I want to be healthy as I get older. I want to look good for my daughter's wedding in five months. Um, and, and so it's hard for me to, uh, kind of reconcile that with not getting on the treadmill each day. Um, but there are reasons, there are 24 hours in a day. You can only do what you can do in the course of a day. And, uh, if other things take up the time that for me right now are more important to make sure I can do those, those things that I mentioned that must get done, that, that must have my attention and my energy right now, um, that that's the result uh, the working out has, has gone by the wayside. Honestly, my morning routine has kind of been set aside. Uh, I've done episodes in the past about my morning routine that involved uh, meditation and reading something inspirational and journaling and certain things like that. Um, those things really do help set me up for a good day. But I will confess now that I am just so exhausted physically uh, because I'm not sleeping well and, and that sort of thing that I'm, I'm just not awake in time to do those things before I get up and go to, 
to work uh, for my legal clients. So my mornings are exactly what I would say to some extent they shouldn't be. That is, I sleep, I get up, I shower and I go to work and I don't do those things or I haven't been doing those things that, uh, created that great morning routine that I like so much. And it's hard for me to admit that to you, that I'm not doing those things because even though I don't think I've ever said you should do these things or that anybody, you know, I never want to guilt anybody for what they do or don't do. I, I still feel kind of like I should, and I want to, I, there's just a limit to the time, the energy and the attention we have. Mine is going elsewhere. Um, certain things related to the productive woman have gone by the wayside for for now. Um, mastermind groups, I have, I'm not hosting any right now. And that's really hard for me because I believe they add a lot of value to the lives of those who participate. And frankly, I just really enjoy doing them. I love working with that small group of women and seeing those relationships built and those goals accomplished and that uh, encouragement and ideas and brainstorming shared. So I miss doing those, but I'm not doing them right now. I haven't done a a newsletter for the last couple of months, uh, partly because I, I don't want to put something into your email inbox. That's not going to add value to you. And I have not had the, um, the time or the attention to give to producing a newsletter that I feel will add value for you. So I haven't done it. Um, even just some of my, my normal planning routines have gone by the wayside. I haven't done a spread in my, you know, my weekly spread in my bullet journal for the past couple of weeks. I'm still, um, I'm, I, I wouldn't, what, what's the phrase I want? I, I don't want to say I'm in crisis mode cause that's not what it is, but I'm in, I guess maybe minimalistic mode in terms of my planning. I have reverted to having a simple piece of paper with a list, um, that I leave on my desk each evening that has the, the four or five, six things maybe that, that need to get done the next day. So I'm still I'm still planning. I'm still trying to be proactive and and make sure that nothing's slipping through the cracks in terms of the important things that need to get done. But instead of creating my spread in my bullet journal and doing the things there that I normally do, I I literally just pull out a a piece of, of printer paper and write out the, the few things that I want to make sure I do the next day. And I leave it on my desk so that when I walk in in the morning, there it is. And I know exactly what needs to be done that day. And I don't have to think about it. Um, but I missed my, my bullet journal. So, you know, all these things that I'm not doing right now, I, I actually miss doing them. But again, there's a limit to what a person can do with the time and the energy and the attention they have available. Maybe one of my biggest regrets this year in terms of things that haven't happened is, um, the, the trip that Mike and I had talked about for the last couple of years that we were going to take this year to celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary. It hasn't happened. It's November now. It hasn't happened this year. And it's obviously not going to with, as we're coming into the holidays, uh, you know, and between work and then the time to, to spend with our family, it's not going to happen this year. And I'm, I'm sad about that, but it, it was, 
a decision, I guess, that had to be made. And we, you know, we'll go, we'll still take that trip. It's just not going to be this year when we, um, when our 40th wedding anniversary occurred. So for me, those are some of the things that I'm not doing now. A, A lot of things that I have talked about on this podcast that I've done that have made my life better, uh, that I've encouraged you to consider. Uh, and I, like I said, it's, it's almost embarrassing to me to admit it to you, but I guess I feel like, like I said earlier, I don't, I personally haven't heard a lot of the other people who talk and write about productivity, um, sharing when, you know, their fails, I guess, if you want to call this a fail, um, it feels like it to me. It really does. It feels like I am failing and like I'm letting you down because I'm not um, doing the things that I know are important for me. Um, because I'm, like I said, I'm in this season of just doing what absolutely must get done to get by. And, and, uh, I'm working towards getting out of this season, I guess. So what do I want? You know, as I think about this and about the guilt or whatever it is else it is that I'm feeling about the things that I'm not doing, the things that I wish I was doing better at the end of the day, what I want most. And I really did sit down and think about this as I was pondering what's, you know, what I'm feeling and and the emotions that I've described and how do I, um, process all of that and move into a a better place. What do I want? What would be the ideal? Well, what I want is a peaceful life. I want to feel at peace. I want to be present in the moments and able to really enjoy this season of my life, both my, my daughter's wedding even the planning and the, and the spending that goes along with it. I want to be able to enjoy and savor this moment. I want to be able to enjoy and be present for the adventure of finding a new house and making it a new home with Mike and this empty nester time with Mike where, uh, again, if you've listened in the past, then maybe you remember that Mike and I married very young. We were 18 when we got married. We were 20 when we had our first child. And so we, you know, and then we have five kids. And so for a long period of our, of our, of our twenties and our thirties, and even into our forties, we had what was taken up with our kids and all the stuff that goes with having a household with five kids. And now we've reached this stage of our life where it's just us. And I want to be able to enjoy that instead of um, feeling overwhelmed and feeling guilty for feeling overwhelmed and all the things that I've already described. And so I, I want that. And of course, I want to be able to continue to create the podcast episodes and other content that adds value to your life. And it's really important to me to continue to be part of the community of women who are supporting each other in this journey to making a life that matters. So those are things I know I want. And so I have to take sort of some intentional action to get back on track. We all have those times when things don't go the way we wish they would, or we don't 
perform up to our own standards. And maybe the reason I decided, although I, I really agonized about whether to talk about this on uh, on the podcast, because like I said, I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want you to um, feel like I'm a fraud and, and the things I'm that I say to you don't work. <laughs> but I also want to be honest because I can learn from you and I don't, I just don't think we can connect with each other or learn from each other if we won't be honest, not only about what works, but, but when things don't. And we all have those times when they don't work for us, or we're not, you know, doing, we're not living up to our own standards that we've set for ourselves. I think it's important to recognize that knowing all the things doesn't magically make things better or easy. The fact that I've been studying productivity since I was in middle school, the fact that I've read the books and and studied the things and done the podcast episodes and listened to other people's podcast episodes and learned all this stuff doesn't mean that I'm always going to get it right and that life's going to always be easy for me. And the same is true for you. Uh, and I don't think that means that I, you're a bad person or a failure. And I don't think, honestly, I don't think it means I am either. It just means I'm human and I'm in a stage of life of a, a lot of things going on and some transitions happening that I need to make time to process. So for me, what helps? What uh, what are some of the things that I have been trying to remind myself of or doing uh, now to feel better about the way things are going and kind of get back on track. This is a little bit of a version of the question that I was asked my guests about, you know, what do you do when things, um, you're just completely overwhelmed? How do you get back on track? Well, these are some of the things that I've been doing and that maybe will help you if, if, and when you get into that, uh, a, a season of that as well. The first thing is to recognize that it's temporary. I think when we're in the middle of something like this and things are just coming at us from all directions and, and there's, it feels like there's not even a moment to, to sit and breathe and, and gather our thoughts, recognize that this season is temporary. It will get better you know, the house will eventually sell, we will move, we'll settle into our no home, and that won't be an issue anymore. The wedding will happen, and they'll go off on their honeymoon and, and start their life. And that piece will be behind me. And I don't want to miss it. Because I'm wallowing and feeling guilty about not being productive enough. So recognize that this is temporary, and things will change. A second thing that I, you know, as I was thinking about this is, um, this is, this is what's hard for me. One of the things that's hard, sometimes you just have to make a choice to disappoint somebody that you're not going to live up to your own expectations or what you think maybe somebody else expects of you because you're going to have to let something go or say no to some activity or miss an event or, you know, whatever that is. And maybe your house is not going to be as clean as you think it ought to be when somebody comes by, or you're not going to be able to help out at, uh, with something that someone asks you for. I think we have to recognize that sometimes we're going to disappoint somebody, you know, it may be ourselves, but it may be somebody else. 
And we have to be okay with making that choice and let ourselves believe that it doesn't say anything about who we are as a person. We are not defined by our shortcomings. And this is a really hard lesson for me to believe. Uh, It's very easy for me to see where I fall short. And uh, I have a hard time giving myself credit for what I am doing because I'm so very aware of what I'm meant to do. So I want to say that again, and I hope if if you're in a season like this or you've been struggling with some of this, I hope you will take this in um, from my heart to yours. We are not defined by our shortcomings. We all have them, but they do not define who we are or what our value is. And so I think that's so important for all of us to remember. A third thing that I've been reminding myself um, is when, when I'm in a season like this, it's important to take a moment and decide which of the things you're doing need your best effort and which ones might be done to a lesser standard. Um, you know, what, what needs full focus and best efforts and what needs to just get done? Um, maybe to that lesser standard. And that's hard, I think, for a lot of us, first of all, because we want to do our best. We want to believe, think of ourselves as someone who puts her her best efforts into what she does. Um, and so it's hard to contemplate, you know, say, if you're going to clean the house to not get into every nook and cranny, but just do a quick sweep through and call it good. Or, um, you know, if you're, anything like that. So that's one reason that it's hard to, to decide which things need our best effort, and which ones can be done to that lesser standard. The second reason that it's difficult is because it takes time and thought even to just do the analysis that's necessary to decide where to drop back. And when your days are so full, you feel like you're just reacting and barely getting through the day. It's really hard to find or make that time to sit down and think, all right, of these things that have to get done, where can I, uh, where do I need to focus my time and attention and what can I kind of just do a quick pass on? But we need to take that time. And I'm trying to remind myself to give myself a few minutes to really think about that and be honest about what can be done to a little bit lesser standard. What what needs to be, you know, uh, best efforts, what can be less than perfect. The fourth thing that I think about is uh, I am reminding myself to be conscious of my thinking. Um, what's going on in my mind. And when I catch myself uh, beating up on myself for what I'm not doing, for instance, or I catch myself imagining worst case scenarios, whether it's about what somebody else might be thinking of what I'm doing or what the result's going to be if I, if I choose to do a less than stellar job of, of something. I'm trying to be aware of what's going on in my mind, both to allow myself to feel what I feel, but also to then acknowledge to myself the difference between what's happening and what I'm thinking about what's happening. That um, 
you know, there, there are, there are things that are happening. There are things that I didn't get done, whether it's that I didn't send out a newsletter or that I didn't cook dinner last night and we had tuna sandwiches or, you know, whatever, those are events that happened. And I need to distinguish between the event that happened or the thing that's happening and what I'm thinking about what it means. Um, and, you know, if I think that because we had tuna sandwiches for dinner, that means something about my value as a, as a person or as a wife or whatever, I need to be able to take that thought out, uh, of, uh, out of the mix and really ponder that a useful tool for this is something, um, uh, is Byron Katie's, uh, process that she calls the work. And I'll put a link in the show notes. The show notes for this episode are going to be very, very minimal. You won't see much there, but there will be a link to, um, Byron Katie's website about the work. And what she calls the work is really a series of four questions. Uh, and you pull a thought that you're having and you ask yourself these four questions. Is it true? That's number one. Number two, can you absolutely know it's true? That is, can it, could it be proven in a court of law? If it's, it's true, everybody will believe it's true. Number three, how do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? And number four is who would you be without that thought? So for instance, if I'm having a thought that, well, you know, we had tuna sandwiches for dinner the other night, and that means I'm, I'm a lousy wife because I didn't do, you know, I didn't do my share. Mike cooked dinner the night before and I didn't do, I didn't do my part. And so I'm a lousy wife. Okay. So I can take that thought, uh, and run it through the work. Is it true that I'm a lousy wife? Well, I mean, you could argue. <laughs> Mike would be the one who would know, I guess. But, uh, you know, is it true? Number two, can I absolutely know it's true? Can I prove in a court of law through indisputable evidence that I am a lousy wife? Number three, how do you react or what happens when you believe that thought? Well, when I believe that thought, I what I do is withdraw from Mike. If I'm feeling like a lousy wife, I isolate myself, I withdraw and, you know, does, doesn't do anything good for the relationship. That's, the, you know, that's the funny thing. Um, number four, who would you be without that thought? If I wasn't thinking I'm a lousy wife because I didn't cook dinner, uh, or I'm a, you know, whatever, whatever the thought might be, who would I be in that case? Would I be more um, loving? Would I be more present? Would I be more focused on somebody else instead of kind of my own thinking? So that's, uh, you know, maybe something worth considering if you're struggling with some things like that. So that's number four of the things that I'm kind of trying to do and remind myself to feel better about what's going on these days. Number five is um, to give yourself small treats. To me, this is part of extending grace because when you feel like you're not measuring up and you're not doing what, the right thing, it's easy to start to deprive yourself. You know, oh, Lori, you're not working out. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You don't deserve anything nice. You don't deserve to be treated well because you're not doing the things you should be doing. Okay. You know, that's a thought that probably needs to go through the work, but, but instead of thinking that 
Maybe I can give myself grace. Maybe you can extend grace to yourself and give yourself a small treat um, to make you to help yourself feel better. So for me, I came home from work on a very dreary, rainy, sad day when I was, you know, struggling. I put on my comfy sweats and slippers. I made some hot chocolate. I lit some candles and I curled up under a a blanket um, with a notebook to just jot down my thoughts. A lot of the things I'm sharing with you in this episode came out of me um, in that time. But just the the act of putting on something soft and comfortable and, and lighting those candles, because I like candles and I have them all over the house and I seldom remember to light them. And just, you know, getting under this blanket that made that because I was chilly and, and tired. Um, that that cost nothing to do that, but it was something kind I could do for myself to feel a little better. Another thing to consider uh, is something that came up. It's interesting how this happens. As I was sitting and writing my notes for this episode, um, something popped up in my newsfeed that was shared by a past productive woman guest, Mandy Hansen on her altered self wellness page. And, and it was, um, a reminder basically that sometimes we have to be reminded to say kind words to ourselves. And so this thing, and I, I I'm going to try and share it cause it's got a copyright, uh, symbol on it. So you can see where it came from, uh, you know, who, who this is credited to, but it's called a compassionate meditation to reduce shame and self-criticism. And this is what it says. I'm going to take just a minute to share this with you. Cause I think it's, there's some real value here. And like I said, I will put this in the show notes so you can see it and see uh, who created it, who this belongs to. And so what this little visual r- recommends to do is to find a quiet, comfortable place to sit close your eyes. If you feel comfortable, take a slow, deep inhale and exhale for the count of four repeat. And as you relax and breathe slowly, say this, these things to yourself. I am enough. I am flawed and I make mistakes and that's okay. I don't need to be perfect. I accept myself. Everybody has struggles and makes mistakes. In this way, I'm like everyone else. I am completely lovable just as I am. I don't need for others to validate my self-worth, and I don't need to please everyone all of the time. I know in my heart that I'm enough. My struggles and imperfections don't define me. I will continue to change and grow from a place of self-acceptance. I will offer myself love and compassion. I am completely lovable just as I am today. I am enough. And I was so grateful that this showed up uh, in, uh, like I said, it showed up in my Facebook news feed because Mandy uh, shared it there. Uh, and it was just so helpful to me. And this is, it's credited to a woman named Sharon Martin, by the way. And so I encourage you to try this if this is something that you're struggling with yourself, um, because, um, there's just some real, you know, I I think we need to remind ourselves of these things. 
So those are my thoughts. Those are some things that I'm doing, uh, things that I'm going through. This is what life is like for me right now um, and how I've been feeling about it and some of the things that I'm trying to do to feel better and to get back on track. I, I would love to know what you think about that. If you've made it this far, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I, I don't, you know, this is a very much, I call this episode heart to heart because this is really me sharing my heart right now, um, to you. And I appreciate you more than I know how to say. I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. I would love to hear from you. If you have struggled with the experiences and the feelings that I talked about in this episode, how do you cope? What do you do to feel better and and to get back on track? I would appreciate hearing from you. You can share your thoughts about this in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 267, or feel free to um, share in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. Or if you'd rather not share it publicly, you want to talk with me privately about this, you can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And just, uh, you know, any ideas that you've got or any questions you have, I'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to that. And in the meantime, I will be back next week with a more normal episode that I hope you will find helpful and encouraging. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Mm-hmm.